Hi, and welcome back to Faith Field Woman. This is your host, Kristen. Today, we are going to talk about why our attitude and our outlook matters, especially as Christians. We're going to talk about how can we be humble and follow Christ's example. We're going to talk about all this. We're going to talk about Philippians 2. So let's get started. Hi, beautiful friend, and welcome to Faith-Fueled Woman. I want to ask you, are you ready to accept the invitation we've been given to step into the adventure of pursuing God and what He has for us? Hi, I'm Kristen. I am an encourager. I'm a Christian inspirational speaker, author, and podcaster. I help women grow in their faith, purpose, and business so they can have lasting legacy and impact in their homes and in the world. If you want to partner with God to design your life to be less hurried, less stressed, be more excited, and feel alive in your purpose and commitment to God, and your family. This is the podcasting community for you. Okay, before we jump into some of the scripture and talking just about why our attitude and our outlooks matter and why we need to look to Jesus's example and how Philippians 2 is such a great passage about, you know, basically the call for Christians to have a certain attitude and to be humble. So first, I want to start off with just telling you uh, just a little story. So the first thing is I've mentioned on the podcast before, my dad is in rehab and, you know, it's, he's, he's doing pretty well, but he's, he has a broken, um, we'll just say like the hip area. And on top of that, he has uh, a struggle with his um, balance and his muscles. So it's, you know, it's quite a challenge, but he has a pretty good attitude about it. You know, overall, of course, it can be frustrating to not be able to move or put weight on one of your legs and already have challenges with your you know, body not working the way it used to because of his diagnosis. But for the most part, he's a faithful guy. You know, he when I come to visit him and all of my other siblings, he's often telling me about, you know, amazing devotional that his wife shared or one of the nurses, you know, prayed over him, you know, and he's just uh, he's lit up with it. Right. And so it's it's good. But of course, on occasion, you know, he can get frustrated about something. But overall, his attitude and his outlook, even in this circumstance of being in a rehab facility and having such a challenge with, you know, trying to heal and also with his diagnosis, can be hard. But he tries to remember that he still is so much better off than so many other people, right, in other circumstances to really check himself. But what I wanted to share was that is one example of having a, you know, I'd say a, you know, positive, but also a Christian outlook, a Christian attitude towards life. And, you know, really he connects with the nurses and he gives them fist bumps and things like this. On the other hand, there's another woman in the facility who's really struggling and she's having a hard time, but her focus is on the difficulty, the focus is on the problems. And it's the opposite of my dad's, whereas he's focused on doing the best he can in therapy and having the best experience, even under poor circumstances. And I heard something that Simon Sinek said the other day, and he was talking about what you focus on matters, right? And as Christians, most of us have heard something like this before. And he says, imagine a skier, And as someone says to them, oh, well, make sure you're careful. Watch out for the trees. Don't wreck. Well, if that's the thing you're thinking about, what do you see the most of? Tree after tree after tree. Your eyes are being pulled away from the ski slope, the the path, and you're kind of paying attention to the trees, to the things that don't matter, 
instead of saying, oh, I'm skiing and I'm going to focus on getting down and having a, a great and safe, uh, you know, um, ride down. And then we'd be focused on the path. And I think for Christians, that actually example really makes a lot of sense. If we keep our eyes on God or the path forward, right, that big slope, instead of everything else on the side, which are really the trees or the forest, then that is when we keep moving forward. We have the right attitude. We're renewed. Our minds are renewed. So we don't want to get stuck thinking about the trees or the distractions more than keeping our eyes on on Jesus. And so I thought that that was a really good example. And then just this morning, I had to pick one of my sons up from school because he wasn't feeling well. And the gentleman behind the desk was busy, you know, checking everyone in and signing everyone out. But there was another gentleman standing up right nearby who was a bigger guy and he had a a walkie talkie on. So I'm not sure if he's security or like building, building maintenance or what, but he was dancing. He was moving. I mean, he was living his best life and just standing there in this school doing his job. But what really struck me was his spirit, was his attitude. Every student that came by, he engaged with them. He fist bumped them. He said, oh, did you play in the game yesterday? Hey, what you doing? No matter what color, no matter what they look like, boy, girl, it didn't matter. That man was engaging with every single person. This is what I'm talking about. How do we show up in life and be those people? The people that choose to have the right attitude and the right outlook, regardless of our circumstances. How do we choose to be more like Jesus? And I'll start with um, in Philippians 2.14, which I'm not going to get that far today when I, when I share the beginning of Philippians. It says, do all things without grumbling or disputing. And I think we more often need to remember that. We are called, even in scripture, to have a good attitude, if you will, and not to be complainers. Another uh, scripture I want to share is in Proverbs 16.24 and says, Pleasant words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. And funny enough, or not, I guess, if you're a Christian and you believe in the power of healing, right, from Christ, truly our, our belief that we can heal, our belief in having a good outlook has been proven, even in the medical sense or scientific sense, to actually help people get better. So our attitude matters even for our healing, you know, even in our everyday healing, not even miraculous healing that God can provide. Okay, so once again, our attitude, our outlook matter, right? First of all, you know, we it's talked about the fruits of the spirit, love and joy and peace and all these things that we get from, you know, belief and, you know, um, from the Holy Spirit, basically. but. It's also told to us about having the right attitude. And so I'm going to share with you the beginning of uh, Philippians, which says, So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit. But in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, 
which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equally with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. This is the example that we're called to, the example of humility, the example of love, the example of having a good attitude, putting others before ourselves, not being focused on selfish ambitions, but instead serving people. Okay, and let me read that one part again to you. Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus. So yes, we are called to have a good attitude, to have a, you know, a positive or a, a further um, cast outlook, right? On not just what our circumstances are today, but the promises of tomorrow that God's given us. This is what we're called to as Christians. And I, I'm right there with you, right? We're sinners. I'm a human. And I, we all have our moments. I have my moments, right? Of getting frustrated with, with someone, you know, or getting really irritated about something, you know, maybe something gets under my skin. Maybe there's moments where I chose myself over serving. Yes, I choose serving over myself lots of times. I mostly keep myself in a positive, good mood, you know, looking on how I can help. But surely, like everyone else, I probably like yourself struggle with this as well, right? It's an everyday renewing, asking the Holy Spirit to come and to help us through the day to have this attitude, um, you know, in this humbleness that Christ showed us and that the Holy Spirit can help us with. And so today, I just really want to encourage you that truly we can control to some extent our attitude. We can control on the vision and the outlook, and we can control what we focus, what we set our sights on. And I'm reminding you that when we set them on God and we keep looking further down the path to God and everything from here to there, scripture and serving and the people that we can love on, we can serve. When we do that, all the other things fall away to the side. They're just blurs that aren't truly impacting our day. So when you find yourself distracted and instead of seeing the path forward, you're seeing the trees, you're seeing into the forest, just pull your sights back onto the path, the path that leads back to God. and. Think about, you know, do you need to check yourself? Do you need to flip the script of the story or the woe is me mindset that you might be stuck in at this moment? You know, even when uh, I was meeting, I was with my dad yesterday, uh, was the last day. And he, you know, like I said, he was in a really good mood. He's had a great outlook, but he still has his moments just like we all do. One of the things he said was about someone that would was helping him, you know, some of the therapy. But she was almost too excitable, too peppy, too over the top. And it was irritating him. And I listened, you know, calmly and just said, well, you know, I guess some things we just have to put up with. And I did suggest something, you know, maybe ask her if she can kind of hold all her accolades till the end. Because, um, you know, with his struggle to, to move and walk in the, in the fracture, he needs to really focus, right, trying to do these exercises. And he said, no, no, no. But then I made a comment a few minutes later, like, well, I wonder who's actually the person that's 
stuck in the wrong attitude. You know, I, I forget the words I used and he thought about it for a minute. He kind of chuckled. And I think he kind of got it. Like, really, that's your biggest issue is that someone's too excitable and happy for you. <laughs> but this is when we need to see that there's a chance to flip the script, to pause for a minute and really see what's our role in, in, the, in the circumstance. And then what's our attitude? What attitude are we bringing to, you know, work? What attitude are we bringing into the door when we come home in the evening? If we, you know, work in an office, what attitude are we showing up with, with our kids? Are we taking a breath? Are we getting recentered? Are we getting, you know, calling in the Holy Spirit before we show up in our lives? And the great news is we get to do that over and over and over and keep renewing ourselves. But I don't know about you, but this is something I definitely have to keep a hold on. I have to make sure I'm showing up with the humbleness and the attitude and the outlook that Christ himself showed up with in the world. And he still calls us to, and we're called to in scripture. So I hope this helps encourage you today to just step out and step in your step into your faith with a humbleness and a focus on love and serving others and just showing up and showing people truly what it means to have a Christian outlook, a Christian attitude and, and a, a heart of service. That Actually, to wrap up, I wanted to share just a short little bit from Bob Goff's book, Undistracted. And this is what he says. If people are uncomfortable because of your boldness, you're on the right track. There is a theory called Occam's Razor. There's a lot to it, but in essence, it says this. The simplest explanation is usually the correct one. Instead of becoming distracted by all the things going on around us and the complicated story plots we assemble in our minds, try going with the simplest explanation. It's usually the right one. Have some of the people you are in relationships with become distractions? Does it bug you that your date always arrives late? Go with the simplest explanation. Maybe their watch is 10 minutes off. Does your friend constantly interrupt you? Maybe your friend's hearing is failing. Don't let this become a distraction or obsession. Think of this as a hall pass. The simplest explanation isn't that your date doesn't care about you much anymore and their lack of punctuality isn't a reflection of their lack of respect for you. And he goes on to share a story about uh, a trip to Uganda and he thinks his friend next door uh, in the tent is snoring crazy all night. So he gets up the next morning so tired and irritated and basically tells his friend he needs a surgery or something. And friend goes, what are you talking about? I've never snored in my life. You snored all night. And they both look at each other like, like, this is so strange. And then they hear the snoring, groaning, rumbling sound again. So they go out of the hut and they say they found a huge cow had been there up all night giving birth to a calf. And he finishes that section like this. Remember Occam's razor? Don't be too hard on each other. Things aren't always the way they appear, even what they sound like. Why did I share that? Well, I shared it for two reasons. One, the idea that we do get distracted and we have thoughts in our head that often aren't actually the story. We've made the thoughts up or we've connected things based on our past to think it's the story or the narrative. So that's something we have to be careful of. The second is, if we show up focused on God and all the characteristics and the qualities that he is telling us to have, that he showed us in the example of Jesus. Guess what? We don't have to worry about people's reasons as much as we just have to worry about showing up and loving other people. 
regardless of how they show up. So I think that's also so promising. And once again, if we keep our sights on the example of Jesus and we keep our sights on what scripture tells us, we can worry less about people that aren't behaving in a certain construct that we expect them to. And we can more, we can care more about caring and loving other people. Thanks again for listening. And if you would like to be encouraged and lifted up, I have a seven day encouragement challenge. If you'd like to sign up, go to faithfueledwoman.com and just enter your email address and you will be sent seven days of Christian encouragement and inspiration to your inbox. Thanks again for listening to Faith Fueled Woman. If you enjoyed the show, we would love it if you would share it with a friend. And if you would leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, because it helps us get discovered by more people to spread more hope in the world. Thanks again for listening in.